Hey, good morning, guys. It's Pastor Chris. Here we are again. Another week has gone by. And, uh, we're at week 17, day five of our Discipleship 2020. One of my favorite days is the reflection and prayer over what we've listened to and learned this week. And I'll give you my answers. And then I'll reread these questions and you can ask them to yourself. Um, But let's first go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you this morning just thankful for another beautiful day. Another day to be your servant. Another day just to humble myself before you and seek your will. Lord, I pray that you speak through me today. I pray that you speak through me tonight. Empty me of the old Chris and fill me with the Holy Spirit. It's in Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. Okay, so reflection and prayer, man. I'm telling you, this week's um, been a rough one. It's been a rough week. I'm not going to lie to you. And some of y'all out there may be experiencing the same thing. And, um, got a couple of good questions this morning that I had to ask myself. Boy, that hurts. That stings when you got to ask yourself the hard questions. But that's how we grow. So I want you to take a minute and think about the last time you were really, really angry with someone. I want you to think about what the results of your anger were. If you could relive that experience, how would you handle it differently knowing what God says about anger? Well, I've been angry all week. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I will say that since I've become a pastor, my anger seems to be more fleeting and more righteous than it used to be. And um, I invest a lot of time, emotion, love, and money in people, being that we do the kind of ministry we do. And um, when someone just deliberately throws that back in your face, probably the best way to anger me, when someone threatens my ministry, It is righteous anger. And um, the results of of my anger this week, um, it, uh, it cost me. But I still believe the Lord is going to bless it because it was righteous anger. So the second part of that is if you could relive and then that experience, how would you handle it differently knowing what God says about anger? Well, you know, we can all sit back and do what a, what if, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Thing is, it's done. And um, if I had to, had to handle it differently, 
I would have probably nipped this problem in the bud the first time it happened and not let it uh, come back to bite me a second time. You know the old saying, first time shame on you, the second time shame on me. It's kind of where I'm at with everything that I'm angry about right now. And I do believe that there's righteous anger and um, that righteous anger is when you're not angry because of something someone did to you but something someone did to someone else or something um, that affects the ministry that you're blessed with and uh, so you have to kind of look at that anger God doesn't want us to anger and um, the old devil He's going to work hard to try to get us angry. And, um, you know, the Bible tells us that anger breeds anger, but soft words turn away wrath. But just like Jesus going through the temple, they were defiling his father's house. That was righteous anger. Jesus stood there and braided three cords together. He knew what he was going to do. In today's court system, that would be called premeditated. And so I do believe in defending my ministry and eliminating any threat to my ministry when God tells me to. But as a general, I do try to avoid getting angry. Um, Something I learned when I was studying all the religions uh, and the Tao Te Ching was when someone's trying to provoke you an argument, especially on Facebook or something, you just say thank you for giving me another perspective to consider. You're not admitting you're wrong. You're not admitting they're right. You're just saying, look, I don't want to argue. But you're doing it in a way that's it is kind of condescending. And that's the same thing as anger uh, anger breeds anger but soft words turn away wrath so just a few things for you to think about today that we've talked about this week now second part of my week and our study ask yourself if God were to ask you to tell him specifically what you wanted What would you say? How much would it resemble Solomon's request? How would it differ? You remember we talked about in 1 Kings 3, 5 this week at Gideon the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and God said, ask what I shall give you. And Solomon, you know, he wanted to serve the Lord. He was basically asking him, how can I serve you better? So if God were to ask me today to tell him specifically what I wanted, what I would say is, Lord, I want to serve you to the best of my ability. You know, guys, my old man used to tell me, I don't care if you shovel crap for a living. Be the best crap shoveler there is. In my opinion, if you're going to be a Christian, Be the best 
Strive to be the best. Strive to be. None of us are going to be perfect, but that don't mean we can't strive to be. And so, for me, it's simple. I just want to serve God. I want to serve better. I want to be a better Christian. But I also, I have needs. I need financial support for this ministry to continue to do the things we do, to pay the bills. And we need our own facility. We need our own building so that we can put forth new programs to help people, new training to help people. All this takes money. I never realized how much money. I used to see these pastors on television asking for money for this and that. And yeah, most of them are jacked up and living in mansions. And But man, I'm a simple man. I'm not looking for that. All I want is a nice little church building. I have a great church and it's growing. And my church is the body of Christ. But we need a building. So I would ask God for a new building so that our people could flourish and our people could go out and do his work and and we could raise up and train and disciple Christians who want and desire to be the best they can be at serving God. So that's what I would ask for. So how much would it resemble Solomon's request? I would say very much. It would very much resemble Solomon's request and how would it differ well I guess I do need some monetary support and material where he was just asking for um, leadership advice and the Lord leads me guys I'm not a scholar by no means the Lord tells me what to preach on He tells me which scriptures to go look up. He reminds me of stories in the Bible I've heard. I'm spirit-led. You know, some people are led by scripture. I'm not. I'm led by spirit. I read the scripture. I preach the scripture. I teach the scripture. I try to live by the scripture. But I'm led by the Holy Spirit. So... Ask yourself these questions. I will run through them again. Take a moment. Think about the last time you were really angry with someone. Do that first. And then ask what were the results of your anger. Think about that. And then if you could relive that experience, how would you handle it differently knowing what God says about anger? And then the last part. If God were to tell or wait a minute. If God were to ask you to tell him specifically what you wanted, what would you say? How much of it would resemble Solomon's request, or how would it differ? So guys, that's our reflection and prayer today. I'm going to leave out of here with some prayer. I hope you guys are planning on tuning in tonight at 7 p.m. on the live stream, or showing up in person at 2060 Old Lebanon Dirt Road at the Global Vision Bible Church. Uh, for our service tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, my great friend Trey McCampbell will be back with the Soul Patrol tonight, lighting up the house with a lot of fun praise and worship uh, that you can dance and sing and shake, shake your booties to. And just, you know, if we could go to bars and clubs and do that, why can't we do it for the Lord? Why can't we dance and sing for the Lord? A lot of people, they condemn me for having this kind of music 
in my church. You know what? David danced naked in front of God. Nobody in my church is getting naked, but we are dancing and singing and praising the Lord. So I urge you to join us tonight, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for helping me get through this difficult week. Lord, as always, I ask you to guide me, direct me, but correct me, and show me the errors of my way. Help me to be a better leader, Father. Lord, you know we're looking for a new location. We're looking for a new building so we can better serve you. Lord, you know the desires of our heart, and you said that if we follow you and we abide in you and you abide in us, that you will give us the desires of our heart. Our desire is to serve you the best we can, the most we can, and with the best we can. So, Father God, I just ask all these things, Lord, in the precious and powerful name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Hey, guys, y'all go make it a great day and look for us tonight. Remember, God loves you. I love you. Nothing you can do about it. Peace out.